Welcome to I've Got Your Back. My name is Brian Bennett. I am your host and fellow wingman on this podcast journey. Each week we'll be talking about both the challenges and opportunities that come along with being a wingman type leader, as well as the benefits of being part of a wingman, I've got your back kind of culture. I know your time is valuable. I want to honor that. So let's get started with this week's episode. And this week I've decided to talk about a topic that is probably one of the most common issues I face when I go into companies and work with high-impact leaders. You know, whenever a company hires an outside consultant, the reason is because things aren't going well. Very few times have I ever, if ever, had anyone hire me because everything was perfect. Usually there's a problem to solve, and they need somebody with a different perspective to be able to come in and take a look at what's going on. But many times, once they start to dig through the layers, there is some tension going on between leaders and followers and co-workers. Sometimes that goes to the point of, you know what? I don't like them. I don't like my boss. I don't like my co-workers. I don't like the people who work for me. I can't really say that out loud, but since you don't really work here, Mr. Consultant, I'm willing to tell you, what are you going to do to fix it? Well, I'm telling you what, this is a very real issue, and you might ask, why are we talking about this now? With everything that's going on in the world right now with this pandemic, aren't there a lot of other issues to talk about? Maybe, maybe not. The reason I want to talk about this today is because as I'm on the phone right now with different clients talking to different leaders, everybody's tension is on high. It's like everybody's hypersensitive right now. So any personality differences, they are like on hyper alert right now. Everybody is hypersensitive because we're sitting in on electronic Zoom meetings. People are feeling the pressure because companies have gone through an unprecedented shutdown like never before. So bosses are more concerned about the future of the business. They're having a harder time motivating the troops to get out there and do the business. So any of the differences that existed before the pandemic They are like times 100 now that we're going through it and we're starting to come out of it. So I thought this might be a good time for us to address this issue. How do I be a wingman leader when I don't like my boss? I don't like my coworkers. I don't want to be part of an I've got your back culture because frankly, I don't think they have mine. As I get started, I want to acknowledge this is a tough issue. I mean, let's face it, we spend more time at work with our colleagues and coworkers and bosses than we do with our own families and friends. So if you're in a situation right now where there is relational tension between you and your boss or someone else at work, I recognize that's a big deal. So my goal in this podcast is not to solve everyone's problems, but I do want to be able to share some insights and suggestions that might help you where you're at right now. And the first of those is, is your culture that you're in right now, the company or organization you work in, do you have what I would call an I've got your back kind of culture, which is a very healthy place. People want to see other people succeed. People want to help out when they can. 
Do you have an I've got your back culture or are you in a watch your back kind of culture? Those are two drastically different kinds of environments. I can usually tell as soon as I start working with a company which of the two they are. I worked with a company several years ago, and I could tell when I got there for the first meeting, including my interaction at the reception desk. Everything from that point on led me to believe that this was an unhealthy kind of culture. When I sat down with the boss, that person threw everybody else under the bus. It was everybody else's fault. When I started to do one-on-one -on -one interviews with the rest of the team, they did the same thing with their boss and coworkers. It was clear that it was known there that everybody was free game. Everybody was talking negatively about someone, and so everybody had closed up. That is a watch-your-back culture. That's opposed to what I believe in, which is an I've-got-your-back culture, the kind of place where people want each other to succeed. But even in that culture, the thing you cannot control is there will be times when people won't get along. That's inevitable. Because when you take a group of human beings from different backgrounds, with different quirks in their personalities, different work styles, you throw them all into the same pile, eventually personality conflicts are going to happen. So what do you do with that? Well, if you're in a watch-your-back, unhealthy kind of culture, my suggestion to you, if I were coaching you, would be to control what you can do within that culture. One of the traits of being a wingman type of a leader is that your desire to be a servant leader, to support other people, has to come from you. It has to come from something internal within you. So even if you can't control and change the culture and the environment that you're working in, you can do everything you can to make sure that that culture doesn't bring you down. If, on the other hand, you are part of a culture that I would call an I've got your back kind of an environment, then the groundwork has been done to set up a healthy conversation to be able to solve this problem or at least minimize it. For the purpose of this discussion on this podcast, let's say you've decided to move forward and do something about this relational breakdown. You're a wingman. You've decided that you don't like your boss or somebody you work with, but you've got to do something about it. What then? My first suggestion would simply be this. Check your own expectations. Whenever I interview a second-in-command type of leader for the research that I do, one of the questions in my interview process is, do you think a friendship is necessary for a good working relationship? I always love asking that question and watching the reaction because you can see the wheels turning. There's like a, here's the truth answer, and here's what I think you want me to say kind of answer, and I'm after the truth. Ideally, people with that question would want to say, yeah, absolutely. We should all want to hang out afterwards, get our families together on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it's a job. You're at work. Everyone in your organization are facing different pressures, not only within the confines of work, but everybody there is facing pressures in the other areas of their life, with their family and their friends and health and all those other kinds of things. So we bring those to work with us. So 
Perhaps the question you should start with is, am I expecting more than I should out of this relationship? You know, let me be honest with you. A lot of high-impact leaders that I work with, they are not wired to be very relational. I would rate a lot of leaders, the A-type, hard-charging kind of leaders, very low on the emotional intelligence scale. They're not wired to even notice if people aren't doing well. I hate to throw uh, such a broad stroke over all types of leaders. I'm telling you what I've seen on an overwhelming average. A few leaders I've worked with, when I notice this, are coachable in this area. Many are not. They've got too many other things to worry about. So in your situation, you might be expecting more than that person can possibly give. Again, I'm bringing this up today because I get myself into a lot of these discussions when I go into companies. These personality differences come into play, and I always have this expectation conversation because sometimes I have to say the hard truth. You know what? You're expecting too much. That's your boss, not your friend. You're not going to vacation together. You're not going to go bowling. You just need to work together. So can you leave it the way that it is and still have a level of respect and trust for what that person brings to this company? That's where it might need to stay. If it's gone beyond that and it's really bothering you, you may want to take it to the next level and have that conversation. If you do, I want to give you something else to think about. Is this personal just between the two of you? Or is this part of a personality issue that your boss or you might have? So ask yourself the question, is your boss acting the same way that you feel? Is he or she acting that way with everybody at work? Or is it just you? If what you're experiencing from your boss is consistent with your coworkers, you see it's across the board, my suggestion would be to you to let it go. Concentrate on your work. Build relationships with your coworkers. Do everything you can to keep the morale positive, but let it go with this situation between you and your boss. If, on the other hand, the clash just seems to be with you specifically, maybe you've discovered your two personalities are just oil and water. If you want to go on and be a wingman type leader, my coaching to you would be you have to do something about it. These things don't usually just dissolve. Sometimes the dislike will turn into bitterness, which will eventually lead to resentment, and then everybody else will start noticing. Maybe they already do. When that happens, a toxicity starts to develop. It starts to spread among everybody. And that that's what has to be shut down in a wingman type of environment. So I share this filter with everybody that I work with, both the leader and the wing person. I ask them this question. Is what you're about to do or the conversation you're about to have, is it the best thing for the company? That's where it has to start. I don't mean this to sound crass. I'm not so much concerned about you and your feelings. I'm not even concerned so much about the boss and his or her feelings. What I'm concerned about is what is best for the company right now. If you come to the conclusion that this tension needs to be solved or it's going to continue to brew and fester, my suggestion is to act, not react. 
take action on it. Do it in a healthy way. And if you are led to that discussion, my final suggestion is simply this. Try to separate the person from their position. I worked about uh, 15 years ago, I worked in a very large organization, and we had hired a new person and put that person in place in a managerial type position. He had come from another kind of culture where he was also a leader and he ruled with an iron fist. He was very heavy handed in his style. He tended to use fear in what he thought was a motivating style because that had always worked for him in the past, or at least he thought it did. I, I really wish I could have asked people that worked for him. And I knew that his leadership style, it wasn't just me that was feeling it, everybody was feeling it. So much so that it had become kind of an inside joke. People were talking to each other and looking back, because I wasn't a consultant then, looking back, now I would have said, that's when it started to become toxic and something should have been done about it. I let this thing fester inside of me. I'm telling you what, it bugged me to no end. I, I couldn't sleep. I was going home complaining about it to my spouse. I was looking for every opportunity I could just to build on that anger. I would drive home at the end of work just having anger fantasy conversations with my windshield. Finally, I decided I need to do something about this in a healthy way or it's going to get the best of me. So I talked to a, a person in my life, a friend that I knew that I could trust, and it was a person that I knew would not tell me just what I wanted to hear, but this person was going to tell me the truth. And so the conversation happened. I asked my boss, first of all, I'd like to meet with you, but I want it to be uh, off-site somewhere. Let's get away from work. Let's have lunch. To my surprise, he agreed. I think in, in, in the long run, in hindsight, he also felt the tension, but it wasn't within his wiring to ever do anything about it. But he wanted to solve it as well because we were part of an overall generally healthy kind of a culture. So we went out for lunch, and here are three things that happened in that lunch. First of all, I got to know him as a person. We didn't just talk about work. I got to know a little bit about his background, about the other things going on in his life, and to be honest, that took the pressure that I was feeling down a bit. I also was able to affirm how much I appreciated some of the professional things that he was doing within our organization. But the third thing that happened is I stood my ground for what I believed was best not only for myself, but for my co-workers. There may be no more difficult conversation than approaching your boss and talking about the relational breakdown you were experiencing, but you deserve it. Your co-workers deserve it, and the person you report to, your boss, they deserve it too. Now, I need to say not every situation, including yours, may end up in a positive place like mine did. You may need to involve HR. You may need to take it to where you're sitting down in front of a third person because it's gotten that far. Whatever you have to do, I promise that even if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to, you will feel better. I am an advocate for the second, third, fourth, and beyond tier worker. I spent 30 years there. I know what it's like. I know how hard it is to show up day after day trying to have a positive attitude if there's been a relationship breakdown. 
So my encouragement to you as a, as a fellow wingman is to do something about it. Take action. Thank you, everyone, again, for being able to tune in to I've Got Your Back. Until next week, go out there and have a great week.